Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. My friend Dean that's with us today, I'm just so excited about having this dialogue. We've had some really energetic dialogues lately about what God is doing in the earth what it means for the marketplace. And so we're going to jump into some of those things right away. Dean and I met at IHOP KC in Kansas City not so long ago. And I'll I'll have to say, Dean, I think you were really God's gift to IHOP KC. I just have loved watching you bring some of the strategy pieces to the front, some of the uh, media and communication around that. So thank you for saying yes to that part of your assignment. But uh, give our audience a little taste of what else you've done and just uh, the thread of your career and and just so they'll know who's talking to us today. Well, my dad, my father was very entrepreneurial and I kind of got that chip from him. He was also a jack of all trades. So he did Mm -hmm. a number of business ventures and was successful in that. I had a clear call to ministry at an early age. And so I planted a church and pastored, but I have been as much in the marketplace as in ministry. I really don't like that dividing wall between those two. Everyone is a a, a minister of the gospel and a a kingdom (laughs) diplomat. Every single person, every believer is a kingdom diplomat. And that's really a good framework for ministry is to be a kingdom diplomat in whatever scenario you're in. So I've done a variety of things. I've been uh, in, uh, I've worked in public relations, radio, newspaper. I've run my own freelance graphic design service, marketing consulting. I'm a business consultant and strategic consultant now to businesses and ministries and I'm an author, and uh, then I, I, I tenor it preaching and teaching, and then what I do for IHOP KC and messaging and strategy. And in your spare time, somehow ended up with a family of eight great kids, eight, right? Eight, eight <laughs> children, uh, happily married to my wife, Jeannie. Our eight children range from uh, 20 to 30. Uh, youngest are sophomores in college, up to the oldest three are married. We have a couple of grandchildren. It's Uh, a great time of life. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you found time for us today, Dean, Uh, in the middle of all that. No, thank you. 2020 is such a dicey, crazy year. And we've all talked about it ad nauseum, right? I mean, it's like, what else can you say? Unprecedented times. I mean, the, the phrases all start blurring together. But so there's no doubt we're in a different time. We get that. But I just want to ask you, you know, we use the term spiritual professionals for men and women in the marketplace who are people who pray and do God's work in the business world or or any of the spheres of influence that make up our world. And how do you think um, these spiritual professionals, these precious praying, hardworking people who have been at it could just rise up out of this and kind of get the edge in the midst of all this crisis and uncertainty? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And uh, it's probably worth, Linda, me just acknowledging on the front end. I think different people have different gifts and giving the three practical steps or the five practical steps is a certain gift mix. My disposition and gift mix is really about the principles that lead to success and really trying to get above the grind at the ground level to see things from a different perspective. So I don't have the the three steps to turn 2020 into a successful year. What I'm interested in 
is strengthening and encouraging spiritual professionals to see the opportunities of this year, not just the challenges or setbacks, Mm -hmm. and to build a life around a spirit of faith and a spirit of revelation. Those are the two things, in my opinion, where spiritual professionals, we have access to resources and ideas and brilliance that the world cannot claim. What do you mean? What do you mean? The very idea that God himself lives within me, that what was broken in man for thousands of years has been not just repaired and made a little better, but Mm -hmm. born again as a new creation. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. These are not things that we, we take them for granted because we know the Bible verses, but you're talking about an entirely different class of spiritual professional than someone that doesn't have a relationship with the author of life. So 2020 is a blip on the radar of God. He's sovereign. He's over history. This is not outside of his plan. It's well within his governance. And the fact that I can know him and receive ideas from him, Mm -hmm. receive encouragement, revelation, I can entrepreneurially solve problems that the world will be baffled by. And they're going to think I'm brilliant. And I'm just going to think, no, I talk to God. And that's the difference. (laughs) A a life of faith and revelation positions us for solutions that kings and emperors long to receive. That's the message of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, Cyrus, all these guys faced massive, massive governmental challenges and problems. And they went to their counselors, their advisors, who were the brightest of the bright. These were the Stephen Hawkins, the Bill Gates, the the Steve Jobs of their era, but they did not have the divine spark. Then a man named Daniel comes along who in a life of surrender to God has cultivated revelation and has lived in surrender to the ways of God. And he says, oh, King, it's not mine to give you the interpretation to the dream, but here's the deal. I've got God inside of me and he knows the answer. And all of a sudden, emperors are lining up for the solutions that a man who knows his place in heaven can give. So powerful. You know, I have thought of Joseph many times since our move because we are every day seeing these huge grain dryers. I'm telling you, they span blocks. Oh, wow. And when I look at them and drive by them and read the lettering on, on the sides of these huge grain dryers, I think, how, how large of a facility did Joseph have to have to store all of the wheat, you know, in the seven years of plenty to get ready for the seven years of famine? And I see those same qualities in Joseph, a man who had dreams, heard from God, used his gifts, even in the most difficult of 2020s, in the pet, you know, in the prison. And so I think we're really at a divine time uh, in our lifetimes in as spiritual professionals to do just what you say. Well, you know, it's exciting to think about the faith and the revelation. Let me go to the other side of the coin for a minute and say, well, what caution or warning of what pitfalls should believers be watching for? I mean, the news is depressing. (laughs) 
<laughs> we turn it on to, to catch up. And before it's over, we're like laying on the couch, you know, if we're not careful. But the pandemic stats, the social chaos, the, all the rest, what, how should we carry ourselves? What should we watch for? Well, you know, that's a brilliant question. And, and I, I probably shouldn't do this, but I think you probably have more answers than me on this because you're a spiritual professional dealing with many other spiritual professionals and you see what's working and not working in the counsel you're getting from them and you're giving them. I have some thoughts, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I'd love to just put that question back on you. What are you doing to avoid the pitfalls? Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> I love it. You know, I think there's a way that as spiritual professionals, we see what's going on, but we don't let it define our approach or our mindset. And so I kind of look at the news and current reality as we hear it reported and whether we're reading the Wall Street Journal or or flipping through the, the news channels, I think it's much like divine data. Like the Lord says, here's what people are saying. Here's what people are doing. Look at that. We don't accept necessarily the assessment of it, but like we need to know what, what's on the party line out there. And I kind of think of, you know, uh, times where Nehemiah went in and, and scouted the land and just different. There's several stories in the word where people went and looked, they counted the cost. They saw what was going on. They took a pulse, you know, of what was going on. I think as spiritual professionals, it's detrimental to stick our head in the sand and just la, 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 la. We're not going to listen to it. We'll just pray harder, fast, longer. Right. You know, I don't think that's so smart. I think what's smart is to pray and fast and get the pulse of what's going on. And then, as you said, tap into the faith and revelation for our assignments. Our assignments don't come from these voices in society. They're divine assignments that the Lord has assigned to us for the particular geography where we are and the particular time in history. So there's such a thing as just doing your your due diligence. And I, I think the pitfall is when we start to accept that as reality and lose sight of the fact that we're solutions bringers, as you so powerfully illustrated. Well, you know, uh, all I could do is rephrase some of what you said, because without us really coordinating, I'm, I'm just tracking with all the answers you're giving. I think if we want to be people of, uh, of a spirit of revelation and faith, mm-hmm. we have to guard against yes. the despair and hopelessness that's so prevalent in the cultural narrative. We have news cycles built around the panic and fear they can create in people. And every every message now coming uh, over the radio, over you know YouTube, TV, I'm dating myself. I'm trying to think of the live streaming <laughs> language, but you know whether it's CNN or Fox on different ends of the spectrum, their bread and butter is to make you worried, to make you fearful, and to give the worst possible angle of events from their right. perspective so right. that you'll tune in and stay connected to their revelation. And that is a war against faith in the soul. It's hard to find peace. Yes. It's hard to trust in the sovereignty of God because all of a sudden, if we listen to them, history is spinning out of control. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see people rise up and realize that the people of God are the shapers of history, not the victims of it. Right. We are the ones in our unique spheres of influence. You talked about that to live with a sense of assignment 
yeah. is to elevate our lives out of the mundane and into the place of purpose and meaning that causes perseverance to come out. Mm-hmm. I've got something to fight for. I've got something to wake up to. My part of the wall matters. I'm. I, it, it's not just what it, what is decaying around me and how 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 long can I withstand? No, it's really about what's the ground I'm going to take. Yes. And if I can have that sense of mission, yes, I can attack those things from a different posture. And so the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll add That's to that good. question is just, uh, I think the people of God have got to practice flexing the muscle of perspective. Mm-hmm. We have to be framers of our story. Good. We have to frame what is happening around us, what we see in, in history and what God is doing, not letting others frame that for us, but even taking setbacks, you just brought up Joseph. Joseph is the most depressing story in the <laughs> Bible until it's the most glorious story. Right, 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 right. And so God gives him a taste of what's coming. Then he takes him through all of the refinement and challenges and setbacks necessary to sustain the fullness of what he was promised. And the character and the the challenges and the Mm -hmm. issues Joseph faced positioned him to succeed. If we don't frame the challenges we face as God's invitation for us to succeed, then we will look at them as uh, confirmations of our failure. Well, that's all a matter of perspective. God is giving us opportunities to see our life through his lens. And if we miss those opportunities in a year like 2020, we're sunk. Well, speaking about 2020, let me ask you, if we got down to brass tacks on this thing and said, well, what's different about 2020 and beyond from other times uh, that you've seen? And and so this may even be some retread on what we've talked about. But I think we really need to hone the points and give our listeners something to hang on to today about how uh, we can respond wisely in this time. I think Daniel, I think Joseph, I think learning to commandeer the spiritual atmosphere around ourselves and, yeah. and understand certain things are data points and maybe informing some of our strategy, but they're not our be all end all answer. We yeah. are instead creating that answer in concert with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, but you know, how, how else could you frame this up for us to help yeah, us? No, that's great. And maybe what I'll try to do, just like you're saying, I'll, I'll try to give a couple of metaphors that can help mm-hmm. reframe. Please. And, and the two metaphors I'll give is 2020 is a forest fire. And, and, and 2020 is an opportunity for us to move from pneumatic to hydraulic. And, and here's what I mean. Uh, pneumatic and hydraulic are both pressure sensitive, uh, technologies with pneumatic pressure. You can build, uh, devices that you, you, you can run a drill, you can run a screw gun, or you can create an arm that lifts weight, but that pressure is entirely pneuma is air. Pneumatic is all about air pressure and you can get about you know, 50 to 80 pounds per square inch of pressure with your average pneumatic device. But you add fluidity to pneumatic pressure. In other words, you add some sort of liquid uh, material 
that's pressurized and all of a sudden you have a hydraulic system and a hydraulic system is capable of dramatically more weightlifting power. It's not about uh, uh, 80 to 100 pounds. I think I said 50 to 80, more like 80 to 100 pounds on the pneumatic scale. It's more like 100, uh, 1,000 to 5,000 wow. pounds per square inch. It is exponentially more. And here's, here's the metaphor. 2020 is a fluid pressure-filled environment. The rules keep changing. The dynamics keep changing. Everyone feels the pressure and they feel the uncertainty, the fluidity. But that is actually the perfect combination of ingredients, if we will lay hold of it, to dramatically increase our history-shifting potential. You put pressure and fluidity together, and we are not the victims of that situation. We, Because of the Spirit of God, the dynamic of God's reality within us, pressure and fluidity in 2020 is a tool in our hands. Mm-hmm. And so I just believe rather than looking at, at the, the pressure and fluidity as the problem, right. it's part of the solution that God wants to give us. How are we going to combine the pressure and the fluidity to create history shifting force? So uh, are you with me so far? On I, that? I'm loving it. Yes. And let me insert a thought right there to see if this bears witness with you, Dean. But a lot of people I'm talking to are facing huge challenges. They're people of faith and they would agree with everything you've said today. And and yet when you look at what they're facing, these are things they've never faced before. And they're harder. They're bigger. They're, they feel insurmountable. And so when I hear you just now... I heard you say that what I thought about the shift to hydraulic, that should be very encouraging to people who are facing some of the largest problems they've ever faced in their lives. Yeah. Cause it's a new season. It's a new day, but it really is. I mean, and I, and I want to take a moment just to be human in the equation as well, Linda, because uh, uh, when, when you drift into principle, the principles can be true and even inspiring, but they can feel out of reach for many that are just grinding it out. They're facing their third notice of foreclosure or whatever that, you know, they, they have to lay off five more employees. The, there are many small business owners uh, and, and business leaders that are facing real intense pressure. Yes. Yes. This principle could feel so divorced from that because it all seems happy and good. It, it's, it's not, there is a grind. The, the pressure is real. My point isn't to not sympathize or to deny the pressure, but to try to reframe how we look at the pressure mm-hmm. and to see that there is more potential for positive change when the pressure and fluidity combine under God's leadership. And that is a posture of heart where we can cave in to the fear of the moment or the circumstances around us, or we can cling like never before to the promises of God and ask him to make us the, the, the recipients of that positive change. And that's where the forest fire analogy comes in. Yeah. Take us down that road. Okay. So the forest fire, uh, you know, I'm going to maybe betray a little bit of my politics here, but I I just think so much of the tendency 
to, uh, well, I don't want to go there. There's all this concern, this environmental level concern mm -hmm. that uses forest fires as examples of the problem of global warming or this, that, and the other. But it denies the fact that forest, forest fires are, are some of the most renewing natural cycles for forests. And we know, you and I know as business people, uh, in a downturn. Now we're talking this 2020 is a crisis, not just a downturn. But in your normal downturn or a recession, those are actually uh, uh, creatively lean seasons that help businesses restore better margins by trimming out the fat. You get rid of, of wasteful middle management when that's grown lax over years of successful cycles or, you know, you're just coasting on your previous success and you aren't really innovating. Well, that's what a forest fire does for a forest. It clears out the underbrush that's choking out new life. There is residual energy and minerals and nutrients, whether in stale vegetation or living trees, that when those things are reduced to ashes, it actually becomes the layer of fertilizer for new growth. When you clear out the underbrush, the sunlight can get there to germinate cycles. You have, you have insect infestations and, and diseases that affect plants. The fire burns all that up. Mm -hmm. So a, a good fire is, is hot and painful, and it's another metaphor for the pressure, but it also creates the fertilization cycle mm -hmm. and clears room that native species emerge again quickly. Wow. And, 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 and there's so much native life in the people of God that gets choked out over cycles of success where we actually get off course. I believe as, as even as I'm talking, Linda, and as you and I are talking, there are, there are scores of business professionals that are realizing I've lost my way a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've actually lost some of my purpose. I've lost some of my passion. Mm -hmm. I got so caught up in X, Y, Z because it was making money. It was paying the bills. My kids needed braces. I needed to put them through college. Right. And that's just life. We all do that. But a good forest fire kind of scorches <laughs> the ground, if you will, mm -hmm. And it leaves room for native gifts, native mm -hmm. skills, entrepreneurial spirit, lost opportunities from the past. I didn't realize what how I had gotten disconnected from my heart and soul. Mm -hmm. And now I'm facing a business cycle where what was working isn't working. And I've got to get back to my roots. I've got to get back to my passion. I've got to take some risks and try some things that I haven't in a while. But that's God recalibrating us. Potentially, if we can reframe it with faith and revelation, mm -hmm. he's bringing us back to ways we've just maybe detoured a little bit here or there. And he wants to release hydraulic power through the pressure and fluidity and a new fertilization cycle of his spirit within us. You know, Dean, we're into the fourth quarter of 2020. Yep. And so October is, you know, what do we have? A couple of weeks left here and then November and December. It's not over yet. Nope. And uh, so I want uh, to just kind of wrap this up. This is something people will want to listen to more than once. And let me urge our audience that uh, you, as you do this, stop it when there's something that's just got anointing on it or you feel 
uh, personally impressed to take deeper and write it down. The Lord will speak to you. He will show you your steps. We're talking about faith and revelation. This is not just a good buzzword for Christian uh, spiritual professionals. It's something that is actually ours to mine out, but the yeah. Lord wants partnership. And so I'm going to ask you, Dean, just as we speak to our business men and women, um, just personally, like just kind of as though we're speaking directly to them, let's just exhort them to regroup and finish 2020 strong uh, based on these things that we've covered today, or even another idea that might come in. And I'm yeah. just going to start it as a prayer. Actually, it's going to be back and forth, a prayer and then speaking directly to them. I kind of mix it all together. We're all in the room together. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'd ask you to enter into that with us and uh, yeah. with me here. And let's just land the plane. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Lord, thank you so much for Dean. Thank you for his revelation. Thank you for his perspective, his strategic thinking, Lord. And the way you've wired this man, Lord, we are grateful for him. We pray blessings on him for the time he spent today encouraging spiritual professionals. And Lord, today we want to turn our attention to the spiritual professionals who are listening and that they might receive encouragement in very specific ways, not just a feel-good inspirational thing after a nice, warm, fuzzy uh, word or Yes. Encouragement, but something tangible that they can grab hold of and put to work in their businesses. And so to our spiritual professionals today, I would say, listen again, pause the recording at the times where God seems to uh, emphasize or bold, or uh, my kids used to say when they were little and reading their Bible, they'd say, the letters got bigger on the page. And so if there's a way God emphasizes it to you, take that to heart and let him speak to you with his heart of revelation for your specific situation. So good. Uh, God, yeah, just anoint this this podcast mm -hmm. to touch hearts with hope, yes. with faith, a spirit of revelation, but also out of that, by your spirit, speak very practically to people and uh, uh, how you're leading them. I'm just going to go through real quick, Linda, just three or four quick bullet points because I know we got to wrap up. The first thing I would say and encourage people is to worship their way into peace and revelation. Amen. Worship your way. Uh, when you are feeling panicked or stressed and you just see the new uh, uh, P&L statement and you're thinking, I don't know what we're going to do, just right in that moment, worship your way into peace and revelation. The Lord wants to talk to you, but we often can't hear over the noise of our own emotions. Number two, uh, look for opportunities to invest. You know, the airline industry is one of the hardest hit big industries through all of this. Tourism and travel are so shut down. And yet it's interesting. You can see reports in the midst of their cash crunch, in the midst of their challenges, some airlines are actually continuing to upgrade their planes. There are certain airlines that are looking, they've been on a three or five year trajectory to convert more seats to business class. Well, if there was ever a time not to do that, it's now, but they aren't locked into the strategy of the next 12 or 24 months. They're in panic mode partially trying to think, how are we going to do it? But they also had to take certain planes out of the fleet to make mm -hmm. those in a normal cycle. Now they're saying so many of our planes are out. Let's compress the timeline for when things get better and we'll already have those seats upgraded. Now they have a better profit margin for those days 
when this season of pressure is past. Have a sense of expectation for the future and imagine how you can innovate within your means as the Lord instructs so that if now's a lean season, perhaps the next season is going to be a really fat season if you maximize your profit potential right. with innovation now. Right. Number three, expect God to talk to you and release gifts. This is a matrix moment. There's downloads coming. <laughs> it's like we need upgrades and he's going to give them. I was reminded of this passage in Jeremiah 50, verse 25. The Lord has opened his armory and brought forth the weapons of his indignation for it is for it is a work of the Lord God of hosts. He has a work to do. Think about the Linda, think about the armory of heaven. I love it. That, that's that's not uh, caveman sticks and bows and arrows. Those are primitive weapons. The armory of heaven is a progression through time where he has unique apparatus, technology, spiritual wisdom and revelation based on what we need for the times we live in. He's apportioned us to the times and seasons and the boundaries of our habitation, Acts 17. These And he has resourcing tools for us. You're a woman of prayer. You know what it means. I, I encourage people, go into seasoned practice prayer in this season with the understanding that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And he is looking to open up his armory with tools that are specific for the, for the roofing industry, for the insurance industry, for the medical community, for doctors in their clinics, for uh, entrepreneurs, for business startups. He has tools in his armory to elevate his kingdom as the chief of all kingdoms in this day. And we are the people that will bring that forth. Yes. <laughs> I say yes and amen. Dean, this has been yes, so amen. rich. I am so excited for our audiences to receive this message. And I want them to also to be able to get uh, your latest booklet, Hindsight 2020, I believe. And yes. uh, we can send them to, I think, this website. Help me if I don't have it just right. Tiny, T-I-N-Y dot C-C yes. backslash Hindsight 2020. Yeah, since it's a giveaway, that's just a little short code that makes it easier for people to find it. Maybe you could put a link in the in the uh, text for this podcast. Uh, yeah, but it's just a little short code that points them to a place where they can sign up and get a download. And the whole point was uh, of the booklet was me kind of looking with a critical eye at myself and even the church, how uh, we were really unprepared in 2019 when we looked forward to 2020. I don't think we were operating with the right paradigm for what the Lord wants to do at the level he wants to do it in the church and in the earth. And so this is just asking some hard questions that people okay. in ministry and people in business can calibrate how we move forward. And it gives some practical uh, insights for what the church needs to do to be prepared for the days ahead. Wonderful. And let me just say this. There is at the back an appendix that I think actually for business professionals in particular, mm -hmm. it's a list of medical, economic, financial, governmental megatrends for the next 10 plus years. That is, it's actually kind of a scary future we're looking at, but it's just bullet points 
of megatrends that are massive entrepreneurial opportunities if if people can get a hold of them. So the appendix alone for business professionals is worth it. Well, I'm going to go download it right now. Dean Briggs, thank you so much. This has been deep and rich. I'm sure we're going to have to do this again, 2-0, and before too much longer. God bless you. Thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you, Linda. It's been an honor. So glad you joined us for the Linda Field Show today. We know that you are busy and that your time is important. To help you accomplish more of the things that matter in work and life, Linda has created the Prayer Plan Your Life Productivity System. This valuable system guides you to minimize the noise that threatens your progress and make the highest and best use of your time. Come on over to lindafields.org ppyl to order Prayer Plan Your Life today. Get it done today. Make it matter tomorrow. See you over at lindafields.org ppyl.